what got his ass now. You have to be fast on the track. I hate that guy. This race can change the rest of your life. Those absolute clowns at 15bmx.com. Go on, do my best, and whatever happens, then it's good. My bottle got stretched a little bit. And I got a tight little butt. Look, I'm about to light this shit up. Coffee chatter live. Where are you guys at? Oh, Canada! Coming out of the answer tent right now. Pop dog millionaire. Make some noise, sorry, Nighthog. Whoa! Wow, we're back after a two-week hiatus. Feels like we haven't podcasted in forever. We got a bunch of stuff to catch up on. We're talking a bit of this and that, bit of BMX, bit of retired Vinny, probably. What's up, Palm Daddy? What's up, T? Happy birthday! Happy belated birthday! Hope you're doing well. Hope you're not feeling any older. Oh, thanks, buddy. 31. I can't believe I'm in my early 30s now. It's fucking wild. <laughs> Does it feel like, you know, everyone always says, you know, it's just, now you never feel how old you are. You don't feel like early 30s, do you? I'd say no. What does that but, question even mean? How old do you feel? I mean, like, we don't know how old 31 feels. But it's the first time you've ever been 31. I don't know how that feels. To be honest, I do feel... There are certain things I've noticed now compared to when I was like 24. I would say probably takes me a bit longer to wake up in the morning to be like optimal mentally. Okay. Takes me, yeah, <laughs> takes me more time. <laughs> it does. Like Fair honestly, yeah. like probably when I was 20, I could wake up instantly and just like, I don't know, fucking go for a run. Not that I went for runs, but you know what I mean? Yeah. But now like it takes me a bit of time to wake up. I'm still a morning person, but definitely a bit slower. Um, yeah, Sam, a bit calmer probably overall. I definitely I say probably from, also from your like early twenties to to now. Yeah, it's definitely, sure. definitely more calm. For sure, and I think um, like physically, if I were to go do something without warming up, I would I would like tweak something. Probably pull a muscle. Yeah. Like if yeah. I go work out and don't warm up. So I got, I got to take more time warming up for sure. That's fair. That's pretty standard issue stuff. I feel like for an older athlete, like someone, you know, who's yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you hear athletes talk about it as they get older and it's definitely a thing. Um, we got a couple things to talk about quickly that I'm seeing in the chat already come through. But before that, how was your birthday? I know your family was in town. What'd you do? It's pretty busy on Monday. Actually just worked all day, had rider meetings all day. Um, yeah, reviewed videos program, the usual BMX coach day. Paid my taxes that day, so that was super, super good birthday present. <laughs> just a super good birthday present. <laughs> Honestly, it was busy till like 5.30. Um, and then, then it was actually fun because then I went to the range. My parents were here, so I went to the driving range with my dad. And then we picked up Thai food and bun cakes on the way home and then just had like a pad Thai dinner with bun cakes. If you haven't had bun cakes... They are just fucking incredible. What is a bun cake? It's just basically a, it's basically a cupcake or like a mini, it's like a mini circular cake. Okay. Basically. All right. And you get different flavors. So I got red, I got, I think we had got four. So red velvet confetti, which is like birthday cake, um, chocolate chip and uh, white chocolate raspberry. I think they were just incredible. So they don't, it's not just like a mini, do they call them? Why don't they just call them mini cakes? What's the bunt part? I don't know what to tell you. I didn't create it. So. <laughs> yeah, either way, it sounds delicious. But they are so, I mean, I probably get them once, maybe twice a year. I think the last time I had them was on my birthday last year. They are just incredible. It kind of sounds better than getting one full-size cake because then you get different flavors, different variety. 100%. Yeah, it is better than getting one cake. Because you can just, like you said, you can get a variety, then you can share. And yeah, it's really good. Do you think cupcakes are better than cake? I'm not saying these are yeah, cupcakes, but I I, I kind of yes. think so too. Yeah, I don't know why. I'd rather get one cupcake. Yeah. Do you ever like you ever at a birthday and you're like pretty pumped to eat the cake and they bring the cake out and you're like, God, you got a fucking fruit cake? Are you kidding me? <laughs> 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 or they bring out like they some like my, had they bring a carrot cake or lemon cake. I hate those two. People oh my god! I was just gonna say, you bring out a a lemon cake or carrot cake. It's like what what are we doing here? People who cake. like lemon cake need to be locked up. I mean, that's just not a cake. 
That's, yeah. It's not what you're. You wanting. need to be locked up and just fucking give your head a shake because it's not. That's not even a cake. Like I understand some people like there's a lot of people that like carrot cake as well. I I don't know if I would, if that's worse than lemon, but it's like what's the point of having a carrot cake? Carrot carrot isn't like a isn't a dessert food. You're not gonna have carrot for dessert. You're not gonna dip it in something and have it for dessert. You don't put it in a cake. What's the point in putting it in a cake? Carrot cake is absolute trash. I would go so far to say is that it's the worst dessert there is. <laughs> <laughs> or lemon. It's like, why are we wasting our time with a lemon cake? I why don't you get an actual cake that's like that's that. good? Right? Oh my God, it's terrible. Gosh. Terrible. It's, it's not a sweet fruit. I mean, you don't even need it to be a, a fruit to be something to, like dessert. I get that. But it's like, I don't know what it is about yeah. lemon that people really love about like, okay, it's kind of, it's like tangy. Is it tangy? Super tangy. It's sour. I mean, like, no. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a I'm a huge red velvet guy. What's what's your favorite birthday cake? Yeah, red velvet or anything mm. just anything chocolate really, red velvet, Oreo, you know, dessert foods. Really just anything dessert foods. <laughs> or the classic like birthday cake is really good also. Yeah, yeah. I don't so I understand like I like red velvet, but I don't really understand what it is. So apparently it's just chocolate dyed red. That can't be true. You think it actually tastes different though, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. And then it's like, yeah, what the hell is it? I have no idea. Imagine, yeah. I've heard that it's just chocolate dyed red. There has to be different because it does taste different. I mean, maybe it's mental. It's like one of those, I don't know, placebo effects. Yeah, who cares? Then for me, it tastes different. Even if it's just chocolate dyed red, it still tastes different. Even if it just is red coloring and white icing, it just looks better. <laughs> so I saw this DM we got from Bloomy and it's it's pretty funny. You wanna you wanna go for it? Yeah, we gotta we we owe the GB team, I think, a little. Um, uh, not, I wouldn't even call it a public apology. We just he didn't even want it to be public. So, uh, Bloomy Marcus Bloomfield was listening to the show last time, and he was, you know, he's liking the show and drawing. We were talking about head coach, head coach of the Great Britain national team. There you go. Thank you. And um, he's like, we need to, we need to correct something here, boys. Uh, <laughs> our boys are actually racing, racing plenty. And he, uh, he's like, yeah, we in, since 2018 they've raced all the year rounds bar one each year they've raced all the world cups and even some extra euro rounds like the indoor saint etienne stuff so they raced plenty so we he said we didn't need to clear this up on air we need to clear it up on air that's what we do here so yeah he said they've been racing all the world cups yep. all the year rounds maybe minus one or so plus then some other european races so it's actually a pretty full schedule yeah i think we we may have been biased just in the past with perhaps liam or, or grant when they did race less so maybe that's so. you know he always, probably became a bit the, more biased. It became like the thing with them because Liam seemed to just do the main ones, I think, and we just stuck with it mm -hmm. ever since. And we're just out here spreading fake news on coffee chatter. That's what we do. It's kind of what we do. I, I, to be honest, I got. I will say also, it's kind of a separate note. I think all of us probably saw Ross Cullen's line in Glasgow. You see that line, the video if he did. Filth. Unbelievably nasty third straight jump manual bump jump line whatever it was i don't even remember all of it like it was it was nuts i take it back he's winning a world championship after that line that was fucking incredible that line seriously the bike control that takes is amazing i need to look it up again right now just to but go look at ross go look at this video it's nuts yeah it's one of those ones where you watch a couple times to really see what he does but to have that control to bump jump anyone who's bump jump shit knows how hard it is even to do it on one thing Yep. Um, and the line he put together. Yeah. It's incredible. Just amazing bike control of that dude for that, sure. That was nice. That's, honestly, I, I love watching him ride like great starter. I really like his style. He's a cool kid. I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of Ross jump manual to bump jump to land manual to like double manual to bump jump to land manual onto the triple to bump jump out. I think it was say that five Fucking times dirty. fast. Fucking dirty. Unbelievable. <laughs> Every you just go on Instagram every couple of days and you just see someone with an absolute banger line. Dude, it's unbelievable. And it's like people don't realize how how many of these top racers in the world just have skills beyond your belief. Like you think that there's outrageous skill. Yeah, you think it's just the guys that are the skills guys on social media that can do this kind of stuff. No, no, no. The guys that are like top of the top racers, they can low-key do this stuff if they actually, you know post a yeah. video of it or take a video of it or you like want to do it like that's a good point too like most top racers to some extent can do this kind of stuff obviously most will or some will do it better than others but a lot don't try it don't do it as much or don't post about it so people don't see it i would say um 
but like dude the lines like corbin could do would be outrageous yeah it's nuts i mean people think that it's just all it's just racers just race but i think nowadays we just that's all people see like it's hard to get a it's hard to do that line like that ross did let alone get it on film so it's like that's the same obviously i don't think everybody's doing that line let's let's point that out but um like it's people aren't just getting film out all the time just to get these practice lines because normally I th- I feel like a lot of times they happen when you're goofing off, having fun, warming up, dicking around, and that's when the camera is not out for you know the training clips. Hundred percent, dude. The amount of lines me and you did when we were warming up and this never filmed just because it's like the first 10, 20 minutes of the session and we're just doing some outrageous shit on Abbotsford's yeah. third straight yeah. that no one even sees. Like those are the ones you wish there was a camera just out there the whole time, but it's just not realistic, really. So No, and it's like you're in training, you're just kind of, you're doing it to push your skill and you're not like going to spend some time filming it. But I think it's really cool to do that stuff, like to work on different lines, whether it's triple lines, bump jump, jump manual, whatever. To a point, obviously, you don't want to take an unnecessary risk, but that stuff really improves your your skill level and just keeps it fun too. Like a lot of the stuff we do is so structured. That's I think that's one of the main things in training you can do unstructured. That's really fun. Most fun thing that advances your skills the most too. Mm-hmm. I said that like, yeah. I this is a little different, but same idea. It's like the one place I think kids learn the most skills riding. Like you can teach them all the skills, and they you got to learn the mechanics. I think of things that like from coaches coaching camps like going to clinics and whatnot and then mm-hmm. to finally get an understanding of how it really works is the best time is like when you're with your buddies the most casual time i remember for us back in the day it was after like tuesday or thursday night race night at the track the sun's going down it's getting dark you're trying to just get as many lines as, as you can before you have to get driven home and you just start learning and doing shit yeah and the best part is too you're riding with your buddies and you're pushing each other and yeah you yeah. just ride until your hands feel like they're gonna fall off yeah yeah <laughs> You can't even hold it and hold on any longer. Yeah. Um, we also got another DM about what to name uh, young women in the elite women class. I saw this from uh, from Rhonda. From I Rhonda. don't know if I think you were chatting with yeah. her, I think. I think one of us yeah. was going back and forth for a bit. But um, the, the idea. So the group that we've been talking about for a couple of years now is like that Molly, Peyton, Delaney, Lexis, Tegan, Mackenzie. That group of women that stepped up and just were mm-hmm. the youngsters in the class. I kind of like this name. Do we Spice Girls? Do we call them the Spice Girls? I think that is a, a hilarious name, and <laughs> I'm here for it. Here for- <laughs> <laughs> I think it's awesome. The, Sp- the Spice Girls. That's a good one. Yeah, we'll call them the Spice Girls. They're spicing it up. I mean, they're they're getting in there. They're they're causing some action. It's getting spicy when they're in there. So yeah, I like it. Yeah, we'll call them. We'll refer to them as the Spice Girls from now on. Yep. Um, in the YouTube chat. Instantly, as we got going on the show here, I saw um, Alicia English in there and um, asking about further details uh, on guests for show 200. We're getting close to show 200 here. I kind of didn't realize until until I realized today was 197. Getting close. It's coming up quick. We got like, yeah, we got to figure this shit out. I mean, to be honest, we they're acting like we put a lot of thought to it. We we put thought to it, I mean, a couple months ago, maybe, but now I haven't <laughs> thought about it for a while. Oh, before I forget, yeah, we're live on YouTube, 547 p.m. now, April 25th, 2023. Good. So, nice job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, show 200. I was thinking we should get Max, not maybe not a show 200, but in general, Max Kluwer would be a cool guest. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, he's like he's the MC at all the World Cups and has been forever. From South, he's from South Africa and does an incredible job. Do you think it's worth for show two hundred to get multiple guests again, like we did for show one hundred over Zoom? Like, does it work to do it over Zoom with multiple? Was it show one hundred? We did Silva and Graf and Nick. Yeah, yeah. That was show one hundred. That feels like we just did it. I know it was, that was Verona twenty twenty one. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, like the fall of twenty twenty one. Yeah. Right shoot eh? <laughs> yeah okay so um yeah maybe we get three maybe we get three guests yeah well, well maybe fuck it let's get two or three guests for show 200 okay if we did three guys so, last time we need a we need a female absolutely at least one female in the at least one yeah we do maybe an old school maybe a new school maybe maybe just friends again i don't know i don't know we got some, fa- some fan fa- some fan favorites yeah some fan favorites would be good i wish mm-hmm. we had the money and time to just fly somewhere and do it together Mm. That would wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be nice wouldn't that be we're just dream. like we're just we're just bar, we're just spitting chicklets and barstool and they just fly everywhere to the <laughs> podcast <laughs> oh you want us to do it in florida yeah sure we'll come down with all our equipment and set up yeah for sure 
God, that would be fun. And then we just roll in our crew behind us and they just, they just film. All we'd have to do is talk. They just show up, film, do all the audio. That would be nice. Yeah, that would be sick. Um, but yeah, show up 200. We'll plan it out. It'll be a fun show. It'll be live on YouTube for sure. Um, so yeah, check back the next few weeks, but we're looking forward to it. Awesome. Uh, another question here in the chat from uh, Dallin Prisbury. Prisbury? Prisbury. Um, can we have some tips for riders that are going to Worlds for the first time? Oh, good one. So first of all, main thing I would say when you go to a race like that is enjoy the whole experience, like take it in, go to the practice days, obviously enjoy the, the event as a whole. Obviously don't, I think a lot of, mis, I think a lot of riders make the mistake of going there and they just try to like pretend it's the same. It's a race like any other. And of course, like you go through your routine and still race your best and prepare the best you can, but don't shy away from the fact that it's a bigger deal than going to a national, like in, embrace the experience that you're at the world championships, enjoy how international it is, take it all in and also raise your best. It's a great, great piece of advice right there. Yeah. That's what I'd recommend. I'd say one of the best pieces of advice has been, yeah, from a lot of people, they always say, soak it on, soak it all in, take it all in. There's no point in shying away from the, the big, big lights, you know, the big environment, have fun with it. Enjoy it. Yeah, totally. When was your first world's? Louisville, Kentucky, 2001. You were, you were eight years old? I would have nine years I think old. I would have been, I think I was nine. Yeah. I won every, so I was racing nine boys. I didn't race crew. I won every lap. I won my motos, one quarter, one semi, and then I was battling for first in the main crashed and then got up and got fourth because a few of us crashed. Okay. Hell yeah. 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 You, first, first world. If you can remember being that old and doing that, what would, do you think, is there something you look back on? And you're like, I wish I did something differently. I honestly don't even remember the race. Like I, I think I wasn't like bummed because I raced well and got up and got fourth. So I was yeah. kind of like, well, you know, whatever I was nine. Mm -hmm. I think I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. I don't remember a whole lot from it. The track was terrible. It was, there was so much humidity in the dirt. Ask anyone that raced it. It was just like, uh, it was like racing in sand. That's it was crazy. so soft. So you yeah. just pumped every jump, maybe mailed one thing in the rhythm section. From what remember, that I time remember. You, remember that time you wanted a sand section in BMX? I do remember. I don't think that would work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was like, yeah, I don't remember much, but that was, that's what I remember. Yeah. Okay. Wild ride worlds. It's a cool experience. It's the biggest event of the year. It is. Every, uh, every world champs you go to is typically its own unique experience that stands out. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, good question. You only get one time. You only get one first, so enjoy it as much as you can. Yeah, totally. Enjoy it. Speaking of that, I'm going to hit you with my, my deep question for the day. You know, I have these kind of random deep questions in my, my question bank that I ask guests at the mm -hmm. end of the show, and then they're like, what the hell are we doing? I'm going to just start mm -hmm. asking you. Or I can mm -hmm. ask guests too, but this is the, the first one. It's the double one. It's what's the best advice you've ever been given? doesn't have to be BMX related. It could be though. And then the counter to that is what's the worst advice you've ever been given? Oh. Right, we're going to take some time with this one. You can yeah. spit all some ideas now. It's just us two, you know? I think some of the best advice was my, what my sports psych Richard was, I was talking to him before the Rio Olympics and some of the best advice he gave me. Cause I, part of me was worried that, you know, cause he, obviously when you go to the Olympics, you're on international TV and like, you don't want to look stupid. So part of me was like, Hey, no, I don't want to like, I don't want to race terrible and just like look like an idiot on, national tv obviously and he's like well yeah no one does but you got to keep in mind it's like when most people when most people watch the olympics like picture what they do they'll just like go to the bar or restaurant the olympics will be on tv they might watch you because you're canadian they'll be like oh cool this canadian kid and they'll watch you and if you do terrible they'll just be like oh that's too bad and then they'll just flick the channel and forget about it and he's like so people don't actually care like they think it's they probably think it's cool you're doing it and just want to watch it but they no one actually cares but you and he's like your family and friends that people like are close to you are just proud of you for doing it and yeah. so i was like wow you know it's so true it really freed me up knowing that like yeah like people people don't care how i do like it really makes no difference in anyone's life and generally the people close to me will will just be proud of me for doing it whether i get last or i win so that that really freed me up that's a huge burden off the shoulders at that point because i'm sure like there's always i mean this these situations is always stress on your shoulders feeling like feeling like you're carrying something for someone else almost. Yeah. And it's of course athletes were so hard on ourselves. Like we want to do well for us, but you know, there's, I'd say most people probably also don't want to look, look bad in public. Yeah. So yeah, if I'm being hundred percent honest, there's a lot of times people say like, 
you know, yeah, they just want to do it for themselves. They're not worried. They don't care what, you know, the other people actually think. Well, I think that's a lie sometimes. Like I can say, if I've said that before, it's probably a lie. It's just covering up that mm. there's a lot of people I know that supported me and I've actually wanted to do well for them and make sure that what they've given to support me, it goes a long enough way that they feel good about it. Like that's a true thing. And it's like, it's a tough thing to realize that you don't need to do that. Like that's, it's a big deal when you're racing. No, and I'd say I always had that kind of fear in the back of my mind, like I don't want to look stupid, which is probably a normal human emotion. But you know, I, when I talked to him about that, it, like I said, it really freed me up knowing like, okay, well, you know, worst case scenario, hit the gate every round and get fucking last. I mean, it, it's not going to matter. <laughs> like I'll be bummed, but no one's actually going to care. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, any, anything you remember that's, that was a bad piece of advice that you kind of, like, no, this is a tough one because <laughs> I feel like question, for yeah. us, a lot of the time it's, if you heard that piece of advice, you probably brushed it off and never thought about it again. Cause you realized it was terrible. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Let me think of that. Like a piece of bad advice. Huh? Or even, I guess it's tough for advice too, or even something someone said, you overheard them say that you're like, that just doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you do that kind of thing? Yeah, what's some bad advice someone said to me? It's a deep one. I'm hitting you with it. Yeah. I'm sure there's people in the listening that are like they're they're giving some advice. They're giving something that they heard or there's someone that something that they were told. I mean, I've heard some whack advice. Like even from even from some like riders I've worked with that some like other coaches have told them. I'm just thinking, well, that makes no sense. But I can't think of I can't think of something that someone told me. I mean, I think I've heard some people have told me bad advice but like you said i've just brushed off like yeah that's dumb i'm not doing that yeah. and it didn't really stick with me because i never really gave it like a second thought sure yeah i can't think of yeah honestly i can't think of something off the top of my head all right well now you have if you, you have time to think about it, if it comes to you later in the show let us know i assume it won't <laughs> can you can you think of any bad advice that you've received um i think one of them sometimes is that I hear this and I don't always like is don't, don't go all in, like be careful to go all in and mm. don't have like in like, not that you must have a backup or you shouldn't have a backup ever, but like, don't be afraid to just go all in. If you want something and whatever. And people that say like, you know, you, sh you gotta, you gotta have your backup plan ready. Well, it's like, I I've heard that, that quote before that says like, you know, don't worry about having a backup plan because then you, you know, like you, you're worried about that or you're thinking about that or you always have an escape. Mm -hmm. Well, if you don't have an escape, well, then you'll just go all in. Like that's something. Yeah. I think that's bad advice too. Cause yeah. I fuck yeah, you should go all in the best athletes in any sport are the ones that have gone all in and just dedicated their life to it. Same in business. It's like the wealthiest business people are the people who have just been like, you know what? Fuck it. I got this idea. I'm dropping out of college and I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. It's a risk. Obviously it's a risk, but yeah, life is a risk. Who gives a shit? Like, Go after something yeah. you're passionate about. If it doesn't work out, either find a way or then you'll know you tried. Go after something you really want. Yeah. yeah. And in terms of that, like, I really disagree when it comes to training or when it comes to anything in life and people say, oh, don't do this. It's like, okay, first of all, like, who are you to say, don't do something when you don't know my situation? Yeah. You're probably, you probably don't have the experience to say, don't do it. And really that's such a black and white answer. It, it doesn't mean it's the best thing for you. And, um, yeah, I just yeah, I don't, I don't agree with people saying that being oh. black and white like that. No, you don't need to be, unless it's something dumb like yeah, don't <laughs> fucking don't fucking run across the freeway or something. Then yeah, don't do that. But. <laughs> That's fair. That's a good one. That's a fair one. So yeah, um, Alicia English in the chat again. So what's your most memorable world's moment on the track? Oh, most memorable world's moment on the track. You know, as a memorable moment for me is, um, so the, the Auckland worlds in 2013, it was only my second world as an elite okay. and I had torn my PCL and my knee like two months before. So I worked hard in physio and stuff to come back and I wasn't really at a hundred percent yet, but made the final had second pick. And I remember like being in, being in staging or like we were behind the gate. I think like you walked up some stairs and we were kind of like, I think from what I remember, we walked up, I feel like outside the stadium on stairs and then came back in. So we were like right behind the gate area about to go in for the final. And like, you could hear the crowd buzzing and stuff. I'm just, I just remember thinking like, yeah, I'm fucking back. That's sick. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, it's tough coming back from injury. Like didn't yeah. feel that good. And 
you always kind of wonder like, am I going to get back to form, whatever. And yeah. being in that moment, I was like, yeah, I'm fucking back. That's a sick feeling. Yeah. Knowing that it worked, it worked out. Yeah. Training paid off. We're back. Yeah. I'm back. Yeah. yeah. I'm back. baby. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really cool moment. That's cool. Do you um, have one? Really cool moment. Um, trying to think I'd say, I'd say this is actually an early round moment, actually. Uh, Worlds 2017. <laughs> Dude, I was going to bring this up if yeah. you didn't bring it up. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's mine. I say it all the time because it still sticks with me. Yeah, first round, Worlds 2017. Mm. Um, I'm, I can't remember. I think my motto was me, Nick Fox, Mark Hurt, Kimmin, and um, uh, one of the German guys. Anyways, yeah. Whole shot it into the first turn or second. Me and Nick Fox, I think, were like one, two. And I could hear the, the crowd erupt in the first turn. It landed over the berm into the second turn. It went like I heard it go quiet or just was quiet landing. Come out, hit that jump out of the out of the second turn. I hear the crowd again. And like same thing, just coming down the last straight because the crowd was right there. You just hear him again. It was just the coolest thing. I remember being on top of the hill and I, yes, I came out second. And then I, I don't know if I was in the gate or behind the gate, but I think I looked down, looked up and you're winning on the third straight. I'm like, fuck yeah, Pong. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> Cause I think that would have probably been one of the first or, or yeah, de- yeah, easily the first time I was probably leading a, a lap at the world championships. And that world was electric too. And felt like a home worlds for us. There were so many Canadian riders and fans there. That was really cool. That was, was a special yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Home crowd feeling. Yeah. I loved that one. Uh, did you see uh, Thunder Midget said here too? We can talk about what he saw Bubba Harris taking over Black Mountain as track operator. I saw they're doing a complete rebuild on the track. I saw they were doing a rebuild. I didn't realize he took over as track operator. Yeah, I think the owners are still the same, but he's now the track operator. And then he had yeah, decided full rebuild. Cool. He got Lee Lewis to come in with and do a rebuild. And it was about time, I'd say. That track is going to be sick. If those two guys are doing it, I have no doubt it's going to be awesome. They know what to do, and they they've been around the sport a long time, and they're good guys. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna make that. That place is always sick. The dirt's good. It's always smooth, running fast. You put them on there, they're gonna have something up their sleeve. I feel like, dude, I, we're both big Black Mountain fans. Huge. I don't know what it is. That place, like, <laughs> I know. the only place with dirt turns that I'm like, hell yeah, like let's keep it going for dirt turns. I know, dude. I like racing there. It's cool. It's fun. Yeah, it, I mean, it is. It's just, I mean. The fact that there are so many races and videos of races back in the day of pros being there and like cool blasts happening because the dust flies up when you you blow up in the first turn or something. It's just iconic to me. Yeah, and it's obviously like, is it the greatest track in the world? No, but it's fun to race. It was always the season opener. It was always a tough one. I don't know. It was just something about it that was always good. Yeah. Apparently, they got a pro set going in. Our guy, Scott, or Chatty, Scott. I'll say they, they have like such a big piece of property there. They could make it really sick. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do. Yeah, that'll be cool. Hopefully, we get a pro race there back there then, too. They've had some of the most unique layouts I've ever seen. It, I've, I haven't ridden all the weird ones, but back in the day, some of the, like the random 90s to 180s mm. to 90s again, it was just the longest snake of a track ever. First time I was there, I was like 10 or something. It was 2003. We raced, you had a, up and under like a toilet bowl or whatever it's called nice tunnel yeah <laughs> i thought it was so cool you pedaled up go around the corner you come through the tunnel and jump a double i thought it was sick that's awesome <laughs> it's like 10 yeah this is awesome um okay this remind me so jay smooth just said 2017 was his first worlds i that's pretty cool didn't know that we're in this we're in the same quarter oh were you really hell yeah mm-hmm. okay um i got a crazy world championship stat later during our game that i'm going to tell you about after Oh, I do love a good I can't stat. tell you now, but for people listening to line, I, I read this when I was making up the game, and I was like, no way this is real. So this is kind of cool. No way. Yeah, okay. it got me. I, 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 you might believe it. I didn't think it was, I thought it was crazy. So anyways. So you know what's awesome? Sylvan's social media check-in. I saw Vinny tag retired Vinny on his Insta post. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just fantastic. He's all in on retired Vinny. Him and Mariana are both in on it. I love it. We need to, we need to get some merch going. Hey, we got to get him in a jersey somehow. We don't have a jersey. I don't care. We need to find one. Yeah, we need. Um, but yeah, that's badass. Retired Vinny. He was racing in French. Where the French Cup they had, I think it was. They had a French race on the weekend. Uh, yeah, Ren Carell came back and won the first day. Yep, pretty cool to see. I mean, talk about somebody who's good coming. Good job, back from Jeremy. Injury. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's broke his, quite broke the, his uh, collarbone and broke his collarbone in Tulsa. Yeah. Oh, his collarbone too. I thought it was just a shoulder or something. Either way, it doesn't matter. That's. Oh yeah, maybe I'm making maybe a mistake. Yeah, I, it was shoulder, but maybe it wasn't a collarbone. Right? That was a long recovery for him, though. 
I can't remember. So maybe it wasn't a collarbone. I can't remember exactly, but I remember he was in a sling. So yeah, over four months recovery though. So it's wild. Uh, but yeah, good for him. It's uh, good to see him back in back in form, especially uh, um, with World Cups and Olympic qualifying coming up this year. It's a big year. It is a big year. Uh, your boy Pills was also. How about, how, I was going to say, how about the Olympics being next year? <laughs> Fuck, it really is, isn't it? Oh. Oh, am I, am I lagging? Am I lagging? Yeah, you're lagging pretty good right now. Fuck, oh, dude. All right. Yeah, Olympics are next year. It's a big year. It's going to be exciting. Mm. It's going to be great, especially mm. this year because the, the, the Olympic points are back on the line. That means everyone raises the bar a little bit. Spice gets going, you know. The Spice Girls mm-hmm. are going to be flying out there. <laughs> <laughs> the Spice Girls are going to be on it. Yeah. Uh, we had Vince, Vinny on the show, right? We had a, video, a Vinny podcast, didn't we? I can't remember which show number it was, though. Yes, we have. Yeah, Jay, I don't know when it was either, but we have. Jay Smooth was asking. Yeah, we did. It was a while ago. He wasn't retired when yeah. we had him on. No, it was. I want to say it was a couple of years ago we had Vinny on. Yeah. Since retired, though, he's you know he's got races to do. He's pretty busy now. He's a busy guy. He's a busy guy. <laughs> um, have you checked in with your guy Pills? He uh, obviously won second day, and then I saw Ren Carrell get a second. So he's obviously coming in form again, too. We just DM'd a little bit. I posted yesterday uh, Canadian jersey in my closet and I was like, should I do a giveaway? And he replied to the story and said, no, it's for me. <laughs> it's like, hell yeah, it is. Trading. We're going to trade. We're going to trade jerseys. Yeah. I want to cool. trade with them. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, uh, but no, he's, uh, I think he's going to step it up this year again. That's good. I mean, it's the race for the, the three French guys at the Olympics is just one of the all time races that I'm thankful I'm not part of because it's incredible. I mean, they're just on another level. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. And um, yeah, the third spot's going to be really tough. I think it's going to be between Jeremy, uh, Romaine, and um, Arthur primarily. And also, like you can't catch or um, count out Eddie or Romaine Maye or whoever steps up. But I think um, yeah, those are the three main guys battling for the third spot. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, that's such a brutal Olympic team, man. Like so many of those guys, any other country, they'd be on the team as the first guy. It's crazy. And they're like the fifth guy on France. It's wild. Huh. Um, I was talking to, we had a, there was a tennis tournament in town. So I went to watch uh, some some ladies play tennis for basically the World mm-hmm. Cup of tennis for them. So your girl, is it Layla? Layla or Leela? How do you say her name? Uh, Layla is the singles player. Layla. And yeah. And yeah. Gabby's the doubles girl that hooked me up with the tickets. So thank you. Um Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something different there. I'm glad you said continue. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, Layla, oh, Palm, it's a kid's Palm, it's a kid's show. This is a, this is a, yeah, this is, no, this is a PG show right now. We got going. Come on. This isn't the after dark show. Yeah. No, don't no, do No, this, this is a kid's show. Um, yeah, Layla's sick. She just dominates. It's insane. And she's Dude, a what a fucking, what a fucking stud. She's young too, right? Like 20 or something? I want to say, yeah, 20 to 22. Yeah. yeah, so she's gonna still plan to come in her tank. Like she's gonna be. Shardy is amazing. So yeah, um, she's a stud. Yeah, she is. I was talking to uh, to Gabby about about basically like payout and like what's their payout for like events and blah blah blah. And I had this moment where she's like, "So like, let's talk hypo- hypothetically speaking. Okay, what's your guys's like? Uh, what's the what's the purse for the entire event? Let's say like two hundred grand, right?" And I just burst out laughing. Let's just, <laughs> let's just throw out 200 grand as the first. I was like, what world are you living in? Do you know what sport I do? Or like, we're, we're racing BMX. Uh, we're lucky. To, and I was like, she's like, so what's the win for World Cup? And I was like, I actually don't exactly know. I was like, I think maybe 5,000 euros. And it was, she just like jaw dropped. And she's like, you guys it's do like, that? It's like, like three, it's like 3,000 euros or something. Yeah. Now, and I, I yeah. Know. And her job just 2,500 euros or something. It's like the best BMX racer in the world at a world cup wins against 200 guys. Like I was talking about like the France world cup back in the day, 200 plus guys, 220. And you make, let's we'll call it 3000 euros. Like it's tough. It's tough. (laughs) Unbelievable. And she's like casual. So let's just say 200 grand. What? (laughs) You know, it's crazy too. It's because they, here's the thing with our sport. Like it seems, it seems way bigger it, like the prize money it seems like it should be way bigger for how big the sport is. Because if you, if you actually look at, like if you're, yeah, say you're the, you're the tennis player and you look at, I don't know, the random like top BMXers, Instagrams following whatever, like there's some 
be a pretty big followings in our sport, like legitimately. And you think, okay, like, you know, the sport's pretty decently big, judging by the fan bases of the riders and like, you know, this and that, which I think is fair. And then when you see the prize money, it's just a joke compared to the size of it. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got, we go through this all the time and it is, it's just baffling. It's baffling that we're willing to risk our lives and compete for that amount of money. There's just no business model for it to like no. really actually get better. It seems like, I mean, have... it's been the same forever, really. Yeah. Yeah. There hasn't been much of a change. Jay Smooth said in here, do you think a, a pros union, like do, do we need a union? Would that help us? Could we get something if we had a union to. Before, before we get into the union, although I think, I think we're all kind of guilty of it though, too. Prize money, prize money is kind of just a supplement to like, it shouldn't, the prize money shouldn't be the main income of the sport. Like generally speaking, most sports, like like dude, Supercross, the prize money for winning a Supercross, like Monster Energy Supercross, is like ten grand. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, but and okay. they're on national television, and the guys make a hundred k from Kawasaki or whatever. So like the the prize money should just be a supplement, and you should really, I don't know, say you should, but generally a lot of the business models like with similar sports, like you make your money from sponsorship instead. Yeah. Good point. I hear I, that's actually a really good point. And I actually like, to be honest, that's like, that's what I did. Like I made my most income in racing from sponsorship and then, um, prize money was honestly just a supplement. I think that's, I think most people would say that too. Like that's, that's their go-to or that's how anybody I think finds a way to yeah. do it. That's a really good point. I will say it varies across a couple sports because you're right. The most, the majority of sports, the big sports, the major league sports, they're obviously paid from their teams. They're not paid from companies. Um, you look at motocross, like you said, they're paid from the companies, not from their winnings. It's like most sports are like that. But then you look at two other sports, golf and tennis, their major incomes come mm. from winnings. Like, I don't know for, I can't speak for yeah. tennis, but we know enough about golf that to say that, yes, some of the top guys get these major contracts mm. for equipment deals, but at the same time, people are moving away from those equipment, equipment deals because the money they make from that versus the money they make from playing well and winning a tournament or doing really well at a tournament with the equipment they like is more than that contract with the company. Yeah. Like a lot of guys in golf have signed big deals with companies and hated the equipment and said, fuck it. We make so much prize money. I'll just use what I want and mix and match and then make my money in prize money. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, like MXGP. Yeah. They don't even have prize money in the sport. Do you know that? No, I had no idea. Yeah, so the, I think the, the guy who runs the sport, like the commissioner, they they have really good TV deals, so they just make all their money from sponsorship. It's like, yeah, I got you. Basically, like I got you guys on TV, and you could could like monetize that, but they don't even get prize money hmm. from what I've heard. Okay, interesting. So that could be wrong. I don't want to get fact-checked, but That's generally, true. yeah. So I think, yeah, if, you, if you're – it's obviously top of your sole income is prize money for sure, but – because it's not like you're on massive TV where there's a whole yeah. lot of sponsorship deals. Let, and that's tough. But let's be real. Nobody's gen, sole, yeah. sole income is off prize money. Nobody in our sport is sole income mm, off prize. Yeah. Even the top guys, right. they're making money off prize money. That's that's for sure. But their their income is not off it. Yeah, right. But like a lot of guys in motocross, same thing. I mean, they like Tomac doesn't even probably care about the ten thousand he makes from makes from the prize money. Or like if he gets thirty, yeah. he makes like three grand. He's like doesn't even care probably. No. No, because they're making their money elsewhere. But it's like a golfer is yeah. going to be like, if they don't do well at the event, they're not going to make a high paycheck. They're going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Smooth, is just, we should just have Jay Smooth on right now. He's in the So any, anyway, Jay Smooth also brought up the Riders Union. Yeah, definitely it would help. But it's like, people have been talking about that for like 20 years. And so I, I don't think, know. Yeah, Rider Union is good for just bringing up ideas right now. But he makes another, this is another good idea, which is I realized, obviously this is how tennis does it a lot. And we don't have the product i don't think to provide a company to come on board for this really maybe mm-hmm. yet but it's like usmx what if USAB, usabmx had or uci had a title sponsor for the pros so the mm-hmm. usabmx pro series brought to you by said sponsor and the sponsorship prize pays the prize money so that i mean you mm-hmm. look at you look at tennis tournaments i think the last one i saw that um that gabby the tennis girl was going to was a porsche tournament so porsche was the main sponsor mm-hmm. and like of course, that's a little above our pay grade. Let's be real. Porsche isn't going to come sponsor a BMX race, but that's how we could bring money in. They'd have to be the title sponsor. So, like, maybe even it's even every weekend, but that's a little that's a little much. But a title sponsor for events or for a series is the way to go. That's 
given, I think. Pretty sure that's what golf does too. They'll have like the Dell Technologies match play. They'll have the yeah. fucking AT&T. Oh, yeah, I think that's what they do also. But yeah, it's yes, it's not on TV, but at the same time, like you're, if it's like the, okay, say it's the Red Bull, it's the Red Bull Pro Series in USA BMX. I mean, you get a direct reach to thousands of kids and parents. So yeah, it's not on TV, but you also would pay a fraction of what you would pay for a TV sport. So I think it would actually be probably worth the investment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think there's a way to make a company feel like they're getting something out of it. With the amount of people, amount of kids and riders that are at these races, I really do think so. You could have like Rocky, well, it's like a lot the- of companies. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say a lot of the companies, yeah, they sponsor events and stuff, but it's just a tax write-off for them. And it, a lot of them will be like, yeah, you know, it's like hard to really quantify if you're like AT&T, they paid fucking $10 million for a golf tournament. It's hard to quantify if they sell $10 million worth of phones and phone plans, but it's all advertising. So it's all brand awareness and they're, they have advertising dollars to spend. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, you'd think there'd be some value in what our sport has to offer, even if it's a smaller sport, because yeah, it would cost like nothing compared to other stuff they do. We just got the farmer's insurance Rock Hill invitation. On the <laughs> Dude, Rock Hill. How fantastic would that be? Just like the most outrageous, just the most outrageous like company sponsor. <laughs> is it like the fucking the fucking Target Pro Series? Like who <laughs> <Yeah>. cares? <laughs> like, that would be sick, wouldn't it? The Applebee's Pro Title. The T-Mobile, would you, do you think it'd be more beneficial to go let them sponsor an event or sponsor the series? I think you got to go series. Really? I was thinking the other way around because mm-hmm. I was thinking then USA BMX can still call it their series. It's the USA BMX yeah, Pro it's, Series. It's still, it still would be though. Like the Monster AMA Supercross would be oh, yeah, the, the target mon- yeah, USA BMX Pro Series. It's the same. Monster yeah. Energy AMA Supercross. Yeah. Monster Energy USA BMX. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It, this could work. So I don't know if they have, if people have like looked into doing that, like if, you know, USA BMX or the UCI have and they couldn't get anyone. I, I actually don't know. But you'd think like there would be some people that would probably be into doing it or some companies. Like uh, you'd logically, I think there'd be someone. I mean, it would probably take some, obviously quite a bit of time and effort to seek that out. But I think, I think there is an opportunity there. We would obviously need someone to do it. That is the, always the problem. You need somebody in a mm-hmm. position that's willing to go out and do it, and then they have to they have to get incentive for it. So they take their ten percent or whatever the cost is. They take a percent mm-hmm. of the deal or per race or whatever. That's the which incentive. is fine. I mean, I don't think anyone would oppose that. That's just nope. how the world that, works. That's called people a job. need to be compensated for. People need to be compensated for. Yeah, hundred percent. It's a job. If you're going out and getting sponsors or getting marketing, getting getting funding, that's a job. <laughs> And it doesn't have to be like sport doesn't have to be on TV. Of course it helps it, but realistically we're not going to get on TV and that's fine, but we can just find other ways to, to be most beneficial. Why do you think like, so there's, there are obviously outside sponsors were in the sport before I'm just, Jay smooth. is just in our, up our ass in this chat right now. It's, he's just all in it. It's great. He's, he's hitting with a lot of things. He's, you know, a, uh, banner, a banner above the gate will be, you know, for the sponsor. There you go. Boom. Love it. Um, He's like, remember when USA Bank sponsored was sponsored by Yamaha, Hyundai, Suzuki? Like, where's the outside sponsors now? Like, that's a good point. There used to be more outside sponsors for sure. Where did where did they start losing the value? Where did the value become? I think less? there was a pretty big action sports boom in the late '90s and early 2000s. So, because if you look at Moto and Freestyle, they all had huge corporate sponsors too, right. and it's kind of gone away. Like, it none of the actions I shouldn't say none of them, but a lot of them don't have it anymore. Like X Games is pretty dead. Like, isn't yeah. it not even around anymore? It's like it's not as big as it was even in the early. Yeah, early like I think twelves. Like that. Ain't. I think stuff's changed. Chance. Here's the thing. Chances are, if a company went into something and then pulled out, it's because they wasn't worth their time or money. Yeah. It's like Target made a push to come into Canada. We're there for like six months or a year, and then they just fucking cut their losses and left because it obviously <laughs> wasn't working. It's, seriously, it's the same thing. Like if you if you're a business person, you invest in something and you don't see the return and it's not worth your time and money, or if you think that time and money can be better spent elsewhere, you're just gonna go do that. So probably it was yeah, probably it wasn't worth their time or money, unfortunately. True. I hate to hear that because yeah, it is probably true. How do we get BMX to boom like it did in the nineties? How do we get action sports back on the? You know, we just got to get rid of video games, get kids outside doing action sports again. 
That's yeah, that's obviously a huge question. Probably some of that, like a lot of the stuff is, yeah, maybe kids aren't doing as much or maybe kids aren't riding bikes or shit as much, but I, I would maybe disagree with that because I feel like people are like bike sales and if you look at BMX in general, dude, like USA BMX is killing it the last couple of years. The sport's yeah. grown so much in the U S over COVID and everything. There's way more, look how many motos there are now at races compared to five years ago. Good point. Yeah, that's true. That part's very true. Nothing. Yeah. There's no lie there. I'm trying to think of other ideas no. then or other ways or reasons, but. But like we've said, it's also a tough product to sell with any kind of stream or anything. Cause it's like the pros run every 45 minutes for 10 minutes. It's like, I mean, <laughs> how are you going to really sell that? I don't, I don't know. You got to package it. What if you packaged it and instead of putting it on TV, you still just put it on YouTube? Well, it is on YouTube now already. But it's not, it's not a package. It's not easily accessible. If you want to go watch the pro race from Rock Hill, you have to go through the entire four and a half, five hours of live footage. You'd have to tape delay it. You'd have to, you'd have yeah. to tape delay it and make like a program and, and, air it like the following weekend yeah and that's what i'm saying like that's what they should do then or at least mm. if, if a title sponsor is going to come on board for the pro series and they want it on youtube that's what you're going to have to do i don't think it's mm -hmm. that hard if we're talking well it would take yeah i mean it would take a it would take a tv crew to do it properly yes but so it's a significant expense that's it that actually that's a pretty big expense think about it. you got to hire you got to hire like a I mean, I guess you have the TV crew kind of already filming the race, but you'd need like interview people. Then you need like another camera crew to basically go around and like film behind the scenes stuff, interviews, that kind of stuff. So you'd have to hire like probably five more people for the weekend. So what, you got to pay them each five grand. So they, they got to invest another 25 grand plus editing time. I don't know. It's a, it's a lot. Yeah. I was going to say, if you want to go really basic, you go as basic as just screen recording the videos, <laughs> screen you can okay, well, that's just crap. That's just crap. No, no but I mean, gonna, like, let's be real. Here, Hyundai, wanna, we, here, here, fucking super, here, uh, Apple, we just, you want to sponsor the Apple Pro Series? We screen recorded yeah. the YouTube page. I know that sounds ridiculous, I mean, but I'm joke. just meaning, like, right yeah. now, the package is, it, you just wait until a race comes on. So, the it wouldn't be worse of a package now if the bits were just cut and pasted and put together into one film. So instead of after the third round goes, instead of the kids coming up and you waiting to find the quarters, then the quarters just were up in the video. Like I'm saying like that package isn't a professional package, but it would be better than what it is now. What you'd have to do, I think is make it, make it like the grants where you have the night show for the pros, but you do it every weekend. I think that's what you'd have to do. So everyone's right. there and can go to the race, but then it's separate. And then that you could, you could TV, or not TV, but like kind of quote unquote TV or stream. Yeah. Package that basically and stream it live on YouTube or whatever. Cause like you can watch the, the pro spectacular and neg five show. You can watch that on YouTube, just like you'd watch a sporting event in the evening for a couple hours. Right. Right. So you, I think that's what you'd have to do if you, if they're, you know, they're going to do it. Okay. Well, there's an idea. Look at us doing a little more. Than well, yeah, but, it, but, it's, <laughs> but then it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because like Rock Hill, the amateurs race to 11 on the first day. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, well, what are you going to Well, it's also it's, because they could, I mean, yeah, you could just start them earlier. Um, and then you don't have to worry about the pro breaks, which probably takes a few hours. So then the, the, that means the pros just run to 11. It's better, actually. No, it's better. The pros, if you, if the pros have to start at 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. and they run till 10 or 10.30 and then the next day you do the same, it's better than the kids running till that time. Well, the National and Rock Hill on Friday went to like 11. But they also started like, I don't know. Yes, because they practiced Friday morning though. So it's Yeah, like, so that's what I'm saying though. So maybe I don't know. Maybe, okay. <laughs> Shit. Or you could just do the pros of the smaller nationals. Uh, yeah. But then but it's mean, not the as big, good either. The big nationals are the big tracks that everyone, all the kids exactly. want to go to as well. Yeah, it's like we're in a really tough spot. It's kind of like there's not... I don't want to say there's nothing to do because there's always something you do, but it, yeah. it's not an easy thing to do. We're in a pickle. What I hear is we're in a pickle. <laughs> and that's just, just been the conversation for 30 years. You know what? The, the more this doesn't change, the more we just keep complaining about it. And it's just, you know, more to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I think the World Cups, though, have a potential to do that. I mean, they already do. 
and I, you know, they, it's actually done fairly well at this point. You think I they have the potential to have a title sponsor again? Yeah, like the dude, the World Cup broadcasts are good. Like honestly, overall, they're really good. Especially last year, they're like pretty quick, constant action. Yep. Uh, TV crew does a good job. Like overall, it's well done. That would be something you could sell. Would you sell it as just the eighths onwards or just the quarters onwards? Or, and like, so, so just like they've done in the past mm-hmm. where they run the first bit just to have it going and then the package, the sponsor is just for the quarters onwards. Would you do something like that? Yeah, you should have, I think, the live stream available where like BMX sickos can watch all the motos if they want and an actual like package. Mm-hmm. Um, you, that's what you sell basically. And then it could be, yeah, it could be the fucking whatever. The Nokia, the Nokia World Cup series. The Nokia yeah. is even a company. So. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be sick though. Come on. I don't know why I thought of Nokia, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say so in the chat here too, Tony for XL. Um, he made a great point. So I don't know. You know Scotty Cameron or Scotty Kramer? Scotty Kramer? Scotty Kramer. Yeah. Uh, Scotty Cameron. The I, was putt, the the golf I was thinking the putter. Yeah. Um, his YouTube channel is massive, and obviously he's a legendary freestyle writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, his he used to race BMX as a kid. I think his brother did too. And he says, yeah, his his, his little brother Maddie is racing, and he's basically YouTubing it all. And it's like that is great exposure because that YouTube channel is huge. Like that's a great place mm-hmm. to be exposed. All the YouTube channels that are going around, like everyone, all the the racers that are doing it right now, it's already great exposure. You get somebody like him who's outside our sport into the freestyle world into a bigger market, like a million subscribers. I mean, that's huge. So how do we do that? What do you mean? We, he's already doing it. I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. He's doing like, he's bringing, Oh yeah. Trying to find this page, but anyways, should we get on something, something different? Sure. All right. We got a, I got a game for you and we'll see if you like it. I'm not sure if you will, but let's give it a shot. So, cue the music. All right, today's game, we're playing game higher or lower. I'm gonna say 10, Mm -hmm. so one by one, say 10 riders. I'm gonna go say their name and their position at a world championships, and I'll give you the year. I'll say their ranking at the world championships based off bmxresults.com. So, sorry, can 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 you repeat that? Sorry, can you repeat that? Yeah, so I'll name a rider and the position they came in at a world championships. Okay. And then you have to say if they placed higher or lower. Okay, so the the place you say is false. Yes. Ready? So none of them are true. I will give you that answer right now. None of them are actually true. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Number one, <laughs> Kyle Bennett, 2008. Okay, wait. I thought you were gonna say the position. Oh, I, I was. was gonna Hold say on, I forgot low. that. Fifteenth. Okay, I, I was like, what am I? What am I waiting for here? <laughs> Sorry, I got excited. Kyle Bennett, two thousand eight, fifteenth. Uh. Okay, so when you say lower, do you mean like fourteen under or like worse? Yes, lower means like yeah, he may, he got fourteen, thirteen, twelve, eleven, ten. Higher is the number higher, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Can we say better or worse instead? Okay, better or worse. Okay. Uh, works. He got like eighth, I think. Okay. Yeah. He got 17th. Ding. Hold on. Where's the yeah. button? Um, hold up. Oh, he got 17th. Oh, quartered. Yeah. No, that's the wrong button. Wait for it. Okay. Good job. Um, Axel Etienne, 2017, 10th. Better. I think she was in the main. Nailed it. Two for yeah. two. Two for two. What'd she get like what she get like fifth or something? She got fifth. Yeah, she got fifth. Nice job. Yeah, right okay. on. Um, Jared Garcia, 2015, 17th. Oh, it's a tough one. That race was <laughs> such a shit show. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> 17th? Yeah. Would he have made semis? Fuck it. True. Or uh, <laughs> better. <laughs> better? Correct. Yeah. He got ninth. So he goes, yeah. Oh, wow. Almost, he almost made the main. Almost made nice. the main. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, Yvonne Lapraz, 2013, 15th. Uh, better. 
He got yeah, he got 18th. So he got quarters. Mm. Quarters. Yeah. yeah. Um, next up. Quads. Quadzilla, Simon Marquardt, 2019, 18th. Boulder. Worse. He did worse. He got a uh, 27th. Mm. Then the next two years. I had a feeling years, he got quartered. Yeah, mm. next two years, though, he made the mains both times. Mm. So, pretty cool. Um, Justin Posey, 2013, 28th. Oh, that's deep. <laughs> that's a toughie. Worse. Pretty good. Nice. Yeah, he did get worse, unfortunately. I was going to think he got eighth, probably, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I know for the some position, reason yeah, I feel like I remember 40th. that. Yeah, forty. Okay. Uh, Laura Smulders, twenty fifteen sixth. Where she cleaned Mariana out in the semi. She got fifth. Oh, she got fifth. Oh, she didn't crash in the semi. She made it out. Right. Yeah. Right. Remember, uh, she yeah she blasted her in the last turn. Okay, I'm gonna save this one for the end because it's the wild stat. Um, Camille Mayer, 2014, 15th. Better. Wrong. She got worse. That was, would have been her, what, first, second world champions yeah. in league? Yeah, so worse. All right. Uh, Dave Vanderberg, 2015, 16th. What was she here? 2015. 16th. 16th. Better. Yep, we got 10th. Nice. All right, final one. Elise Willoughby, 2018. Sixth. Hmm. How did she do in Baku? Duffy, hey. That is sixth, you said? Sixth. Oh, it's a tough one. <laughs> I feel like she got fifth, so I'm going to go better. She got seventh. Fuck. I have a feeling I can't remember exactly where she got caught up. Maybe she got caught up with Brooke in her crash. I can't remember, but she got seventh, yeah. Okay. Or maybe she went down another time. Uh, she is this wild stat I have for you. Since 2009, when she was junior until last year, 2022... Every world championship race she raced in, she made the final. Wow. Every single one. So 2010, 11, there's one in like 2011, 12, or 13 that she missed, but 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 21, 22, because 2020. So yeah. Got to be the only person, right? Abs. I think so. That's fucking incredible. Unless Laura did also, but. I'm going to look right now. I could look. I don't think she there's did. No, ch no there's, Laura didn't. There's no chance. Say, there's no chance any guy did. No. 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 I could quickly look. When she was junior, you said? Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. I didn't count how many. Why don't I count for you right now? Let me. I'm on the website right now. That's insane. Dude, what a stat, right? I had no idea until I was looking at this, and I was like, holy crap. That's wow. fine. So there's Elise. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. Speaking of which, when we went to the Willoughby's for dinner the other night, at least it's such a good cook. Oh, really? Oh, such a good cook. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So 2010, sorry, 2009, she was junior. 2020, 2010 elite makes the final. Then it goes to 2012. She made the final. And then 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, skip 2020, 21, 22, final every time. So when you, when you wrote this game in there, I thought, I read it like quickly. I thought you were going to say a position for this year and I would have to guess if they're going to get better or worse than oh, what you said. Oh, sounds like we're doing that next time. Yeah, that's a pretty good game too. That's what I thought the game was going to be. Yeah, I was, we're doing that game next time and I'll pick the riders and get different ones. Yeah. Um, All right, should we get into some quick, into some quick shots or we got something else? Yeah, let me just, I was going to look for Laura now just to see if she had the same stat. I don't think she has the same stat, but I need to look now. Uh, no. Close, but no. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We need more, we need more like random wild stats. That, yeah, I do enjoy that kind of stuff. Like that's, that stuff is baffling. You know, it'd be a cool stat, like semi-conversion, like 
chances of you make, getting the semi, like the percentage you make at the main or something, or like podium percentage or something. Like those, those are cool stats. Yeah. Win percentage, whatever. Like those are all really cool. Yep. Yeah. I'd love to hear some of those. Mm. <clears throat> all right. Quick shot time. From Kevin Michael Meyer, would a barrier like hockey glass around the top of the berms be cool? Or what more safe than getting blasted landing in the fence below or a crowd of spectators? Can you imagine a fence? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Just Although have... I think, you know, it'd be good if they had like padding on the backside of a corner, like at the bottom of it or something. I think they, they're going to start needing to put stuff like that on certain tracks. Like you can't have a track like, um, where do we go? Columbia. Can't have one like um, Bogota that it's just nothing down there because that thing when you when you have a situation like Ross and Cedric like you need to put stuff there now because that's gnarly. Or like the guy in Oldsmar that got fucking punted into Clearwater. Yes, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's that like you're wild. right. Yeah. I think boards would be sick, but I don't think it would be more safe. You're just it's like you look at Zolder last turn. There's it had the wood around it. Eventually, you just get caught up in it. I guess. I guess if you're going over, maybe you get caught up in it. And you just crash. Is that safer? I don't know. Throw nets like motocross. Um, I don't know if that would uh, it'd be tough because we would be coming. Yeah, maybe nets would work if it's for, far enough back over the end. So it's mm-hmm. like when you fly off, you hit it. Yeah, that would actually be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, from Megan Dudgeon. Dudgeon? Do BMXers need World Cup points to race the world champs? No, the rider specifically does not. You need UCI points, and your country needs enough points to qualify riders. Mm-hmm. So, for the from Thunder Midget, yeah. Oh, sorry. So I was just going to say that's uh, for the elites and stuff, not for the AMs, obviously. Yeah. I guess World Cup, yeah, doy. Thunder Midget thoughts on USA BMX bringing in the uh, DJ Mountain Bike League series to the sport. <laughs> Bless you. <Okay. laughs> <laughs> I just blessed myself. Nice, bless you. Yeah, did you hear? Did you hear about this? Um, the Dirt Jump Mountain Bike League. Yeah, they're no, bringing like Mountain Bike League to the sport. Yeah, so you can race on. I don't know if it's like you can race on mountain bikes or what exactly it is. But. Wait a second. So they're bringing a class so that you can race on a mountain bike in on a BMX track. So I don't want to say something dumb, but that's what I heard. I didn't I haven't looked into it. So interesting. Yeah, I, I thought that's basically what a cruiser class would be for, but yeah, I honestly haven't looked into it a whole ton, so I don't, I don't want to say stuff I don't know about. But we say enough stuff we either get wrong, so there's no point in doing it now. We don't want to spread misinformation, fake news, you know. Yeah, fair enough. All right, GQ videos prediction for the junior champion. I got to go with my guy Cedric. I think Cedric will win the juniors world champs this year. Although Jason's going to be really tough to beat, especially with it being in Europe. That's going to be a battle and a half, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, there's going to be there's a ton of other guys that are going to be fast too. Yeah. Are there any, are there any GB local junior guys to watch out for? Because I mean, a, a junior, well, I'm I mean, sure. there's a local, a local junior always seems to step up when it's junior worlds. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Okay. Yeah. Ty Armstrong, what is a lesson in BMX which should be taught but isn't? To not make noise when you're behind the gate. That's a good one. The mandatory one. Absolutely. Mandatory. That's not taught, but that should be like when you're on the, it should parents, people, anyone, when you're on, when you're by the gate in any kind of, in any kind of um, aspect, just don't make any noise and just stand still until the gate drops. It's true. That's rule. That should be common, common law. It should be a law around the track. Yeah. I get one. Uh, from Lucas Roberts. Can you out train a bad diet in BMX racing? No. If you have a bad diet, you're not going to recover well enough you won't have much energy and you will notice a difference compared to eating well every time somebody you know people start talking about diet you just <laughs> you just grab your grab your stomach a little bit too and perfect just... timing coach sav miller registered dietitian walked in right. the coach, sav, what do you coach think sav can, miller can, dietitian can you come <laughs> give us some advice and information can you out train a bad diet sav no definitely not. no definitely not do you want to wish we have an appearance from savannah miller so we can say that we had savannah miller yeah, coach Dietitian. What'd you say? Are you giving diet advice? Now? I'm not giving diet advice. No, we had a, we had a quick shot question. We had a quick shot question. You walked into the opportune moment. <laughs> she spoke. She, we people heard her voice, so we can officially put her name in the title. 
Yeah, could you hear? Yeah, I could hear it. So we can put her name in the title. <laughs> put her name in the title. She made a one, <laughs> five word appearance at yeah at sixty nine minutes into the show. Count, count it, count it. <laughs> um. All right. Thanks to ProGate Europe, our presenting sponsor of show one ninety seven. Um. Show two hundred coming up. Looking forward to it. We're gonna figure it out. We're gonna have a great show. It's gonna be absolutely fantastic. Just wait for it. We definitely put a lot of thought to it already, and we're gonna put even more thought to it before the week of. That's definitely gonna exactly. happen. Yeah. So Progo Europe, get yours today. Answermax.com, Claymore Escort, get yours today. They have websites. Go check them out and tell them we sent you because that's what you're supposed to do around these parts, right? So. <laughs> Absolutely. See you folks next week. Thanks for thanks to all our uh, live listeners on YouTube. We appreciate it. Snap on green, everybody. Snap on green. Well, what's this friggin' podcast all about? I don't get it, man. Coffee chatter? Get off my back, guys. <laughs> you have to be fussing the truck. I hate that guy. <laughs>